This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome everyone to Jackets Debrief. Um, the day that I have been warning us about is here. We have reached the eyes of Mark Show. I said this is when we were going to be, you know, kind of honing in on where are the Blue Jackets, what's going on, where are we at. Uh, didn't get better, folks. Did not get better. But hey, you know what? You know what does feel good right now? We have got this week coming up is one of the funnest sports weekends, one of the funnest sports events of the year. Um, it is the NCAA tournament, which is awesome. Last year we didn't get it. Um, for many good reasons, we didn't have it last year. This year we get it. Um, I haven't had a chance to look over it since obviously the Blue Jackets loss or yeah this is the blue jackets game trying to get a sense of where ohio state is in the tournament they are the number two seed in the south uh they open up against oral roberts sometime during the first round i don't know when the games are but you know what you can do you know it's going to be a lot of fun the fact that where did my mouse go i have lost everything this is this is just uh uh it's just it's so bad folks we're having a time i don't know where my mouse is this is this is this is broadcasting professionalism at its finest you know what you can do you can enjoy the tournament with DraftKings. uh draft kings leading uh leader in one day fantasy celebrating with the largest free college basketball survival pool ever how large one million dollars in total prizes up for grabs all right, this is how it goes. When you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survival pool, you get a shot at winning $10,000 for every upset through the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. Just pick one team per day. If they win, you've survived and advanced to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you can only pick a team once for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe and secure app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at any time at your convenience. Get in all this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during sign-up and enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that is code THPN to enter DraftKings free $1 million survivor pool. Eligibility restrictions, uh, terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So we're going with um, High Pala- High here uh, from Cigar City Brewing. This merry game of High Halai. Provides inspiration for the Citrus Ford India Pale Ale with notes of clementine, orange peel, and caramel malt, creating an IPA that's both bold and approachable. Well, you know me, I want my beer to be approachable because I get easily flustered in social situations. All right, here we go. Let's see the color of this bad boy. Ooh, that's bright. Let's see what we got here. All right, that, that's a pretty looking beer. Very nice. A little bit of head there. Mm, looks good. Yeah, you definitely get that citrus on the smell there and in the taste. Mm, that's good. 
not as strong or bitter as some pale ale, so I would highly recommend this guy. High Life and Cigar City Brewing. Get it, folks. It's good. 7.5% alcohol by volume. It's a good one. So there you go. Although the way this jacket season is going, maybe you will want something stronger than that. I wouldn't recommend that, though. Do not drown your sorrows. In alcohol, that could be a bad life lesson. All right. So looking at the standings, where we're at. In the central, the Blue Jackets are fifth. 29 points in 30 games. They are four points behind Chicago. Chicago has one game in hand. They are five points up on Dallas, who has six games in hand. Oh, my goodness. See, that's the problem here that that the Blue Jackets are really going to run into is Dallas. If Dallas gets good, starts tearing it up, I mean, there are going to be two teams passing Columbus already. I mean, that's that's not good. Um, if we look at points percentage, Columbus does drop to sixth in the division. Um, the top four remain the same, although Carolina and Tampa flop spots. Uh, Dallas would leapfrog Columbus as they are 500 at 9, 9, and 6, when Columbus is 11, 12, and 7. Columbus has a 483 points percentage. In their last 10, they are 3, 5, and 2, which is the exact same as Dallas. And Chicago's last 10, they are 5, 4, and 1. I just, there's not reasons to be feeling better about what's happening right now. And that that's the thing. Something we talked about on this show that I've been talking about for a while is this idea that the Blue Jackets, uh, we would know a lot more about them I today, the Ides of March is what I've been calling this. Where are the Ides of March, all that good stuff. And the reason I've been saying that is we're a few weeks out from the trade deadline. Um, we are about to hit a rough row of games. We've got our next four against Carolina, then two against Detroit, which, I mean, might help us feel a little bit about our, better about ourselves. But then we get the Lightning for two, Florida for two, Tampa for two. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a rough go. That's that. I mean, that's where we're running into all sorts of problems here is, is what's coming up on the schedule. Um, it's just going to be a rough go. Uh, I mean, because you look at this. Those four against Carolina. Again, if we can get four of those eight points. At this point, I'll be stunned. With the way this team has played this season, I will be stunned if we get four out of eight against Carolina. Honestly, I mean, considering that I, I then see the two against Detroit, and I'm like, oh, are we going to get two out of four there? I don't know. I, I just, I'm not confident in where this team is, what they're doing, how they're playing. Right now, uh, if you look at their odds as far as making the playoffs, according to Money Puck, down to five and a half percent. I don't know when he updated this. Okay, so it was updated today at about 6 o'clock Eastern time. So I don't think the Jackets game was over yet. So what do we got here? We're at a 5.5. Expect it to be lower than that. And that's just where we are at this point. Um, 
the stars were at a 39.7% chance to make it. So uh, it's just not good. And and the thing is, something, I mean, last year when this team was good, something we talked about a lot was their five-on-five scoring venue adjusted. And again, if you remember last year's team, they didn't out-coursey teams, meaning they didn't out-shoot teams very often, but they had higher expected goals for. So what that was telling you was maybe they weren't out-shooting teams, but the shots they were getting were more effective. That is not this team. That is not this team at all. When you look at their expected goals for, we are now on... We are now on five straight games. We're at five on five. The expected goals for has gone the other team's way. Five straight games, folks. I mean, it felt good to break the losing streak. Um, back on March 4th, we beat the Stars 3-2. That was after just whooping on the Red Wings in a 4-1 game. I remember after that game, it kind of was this, oh, could could we possibly be good because it was just such a dominant performance? And I, I remember after the game not even thinking, oh, you were going to be good. It's just, hey, if you're going to be good at all, you have to beat bad teams first. You can't just, I mean, you did what you needed to there. Great. But since then, beat by the Panthers twice. I mean, we won against the Stars, so yay. It just... You can't go five games and win one and think that's going to be. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's an endless frustration with this team because I think this team is better than this. I, I don't think it's a question that this team is better than this. Um, we did it on last week's show where we compared the team this year to, to last year's team. And they're just not – nobody's playing like they should. I mean, that's the thing. If it was one or two guys not going, then okay. You've got two guys who just aren't playing what they should be playing. But it's not one or two guys. It's it's the whole team. And see, that's the thing where you have to start – that's the reason. That's probably the number one reason I am talking about a team – that I'm talking about wanting to do a coaching change because when a whole team is just not playing up to standard, what are you going to do? What do you do? You just, you just can't keep that going. Um, The Columbus blue jackets this year, if you're looking at players on this team uh, and I'm looking at evolving hockey's advanced numbers right now on stuff, the metric we're talking about is goals above average, expected goals above average, meaning if you look at what the average player in the league is doing as far as expected goals, how much is this player doing above that? We have got nine players above expect above zero. Zero meaning you're at an average player. And one of those nine is the 72 minutes uh, at five on five that Pierre-Luc Dubois played for us. So eight players that are actually on the team that are playing above average. Vladislav Gavrikov has been good. Zach Wierenski has been good. Um, Bjorkstrand, Atkinson, Stenland, Kukin, Nash, 
Jenner, uh, and then PLD. And then after that, guys start going downhill. This is again, this is the metric of expect of go, expected goals above average. Um, even with Domi picking up recently, Domi's at a negative 2.7. Seth Jones is just having an awful season, negative 7.7. And, and the thing is, I, I know some people are looking at this, and because when you look at the, it's been making its way around Twitter. Um, Seth Jones expected, you know, his stats right now. None of them are looking good. He is just not playing the way you would want uh, a player like Seth Jones to play. Um, let me, let me take a look here at this. Cause there's a, The number that that he was, I'm trying to find it now. I can't find it. That's just what happens some days. Um, but he's just not playing what he should. And and part of me thinks, okay, well, maybe he's not as good as we thought. But again, at this point, I don't think anybody is playing like we expect them to. And when the whole team just goes off a cliff, Seth Jones. Here we go. Projected wins above replacement. Uh, they've got him in the 12th percentile. He's just not good. Um, in the last few years, he's been having a dip, but this year is just terrible, um, just awful. I mean, he went from being, uh, as a defenseman, a player who was above 50% on the cap, 50%, and this year he's just an awful defensive defenseman. I mean, I, I just – that's why I fired the coach. When nothing is working, when nobody looks good, that that's when it's, you move on from the coach because it's not all the players. And here's the other funny thing. Even if it was all the players, you can't fire all the players. Everybody's got contracts. You've got to figure out a way around it. And that's where I'm at right now, folks. I, I am every day that goes by that the Columbus Blue Jackets still employ John Tortorella. I just... What what's the point there? I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, yeah, I just I'm just done. I I don't. I'm just I'm just having a rough time there. Um, it, it was a. It's been a rough season. Uh, nothing's gone the way you wanted it. But that's just where we are today. Um, anyway. Uh, we're going to hear from our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network. Then I'll be right back. We're going to get into a couple other things. And I will, uh, yeah, we'll be back. He's my brother, Mike. He's my brother, man. And we are the Brothers of Discussion, hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a vote. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey, to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras of Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past, find the positives in the present, I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like 
Who's that? Who's that Come on. Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blashell, and we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. <laughs> Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave. And Greg Wachinski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. All right, guys. So, um, Portsline put out his Sunday ramblings thing this week uh big thing he talks about seth jones uh talking about you know the blue jackets gonna have a chance to sign him starting july 1st you wonder where this team's at you wonder in yarmulkeke mind where he's at with this team is this a team that he thinks is still just a piece or two away or is the Dubois situation going to set this team back for a while? I don't know. I, I That's something we're probably going to talk more about as we get closer to it. I just... Honestly, I, I got to get through this season before I start talking about re-signing Seth Jones. And that that's part of where, in my mind, you fire Tortorella now because I want to see Seth Jones under a different coach. Because I just... As bad as this whole team is... Are you, how are you getting a reasonable take on how good Seth Jones is at this point in his career and if you want to sign him long-term? How are you doing that? I, I don't know. And that's my that's one of my issues right now. If I'm... If I'm Yarwick Linden, I fire towards... I sit down with everybody. And I say, this is what we're doing, guys. We're playing some young guys this year. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play some guys. We're gonna see what we have. Um, if you guys start winning, awesome. I'll help you. I'll try and add at the trade deadline. If I think if this team can turn around in the next few weeks and and make a run, great. But I, I don't see that happening. I think it would be foolish to go in that direction right now. I, I would want to see this team under another coach. Um because with the armor kick line, and I just, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, because if you're armor kick line, and you're looking at this team, and remember, folks, when I talk about uh, uh, fancy stats here, and I talk about advanced analytics on things, I know some people that just makes their eyes roll over. Honestly, if you if you don't like advanced analytics, you probably don't listen to this show. But if you do, thank you very much. But here's the thing: Yarmo Kekalainen believes in those numbers too. So when he's seeing those numbers and he's seeing what's going on on this team. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's not like this team is playing well and just the bounces aren't going that way. Because hockey does that. That's definitely something that happens in hockey. If anything, the Blue Jackets have actually been a little lucky this year. They're, they're, win, they're out winning how they've played. And that's that's bad. That's very bad. I, I am... I just wonder. I would... I would love to be the fly on the wall when you're on a kick line and sitting down 
and sitting down with his management guys, and he's just being honest about where this team stands and what's going on. I would love to know how he actually feels about this team right now, because I'm just... I'm getting exasperated. And it's funny, because it's not coming out during the games. When I'm watching games, like when they lost today in the shootouts, bought Dallas, I just... First of all, shootout game, once a game goes to a shootout anymore, just like, whatever, flip a coin, hooray. If it were me, I would just go to three-point games, seven-minute shoot, seven-minute overtime, and if nobody scores, each team gets a point, that's it. That third point's just left. Have a nice day. I would love to do that. That would be perfect. All right. Uh, another interesting story. Blue Jackets got a college free agent, Josh Dune, or Dunn. I'm going to go with Dunn. Never heard it said yet. Six foot four, 210 pound center. Wrapped up his third year at Clarkson University. Um, last spring, he was highly pursued. He went uh, had 13 goals and 14 assists over 27 points in a 32 game season. Earning top defensive forward earners uh, honors in the ECAC. Uh, decided to go back for his junior year. Had an undisclosed injury. Went two, three, and five in fourteen games. Dude was injured. I get it. No big deal. Um, that team's has ended their season. Uh, looks like this starting the season. He's going to starting this week. He's going to start playing in Cleveland. So we'll start getting him some reps uh, up there in Cleveland. Honestly, he's one of those guys. May, maybe he's good enough that we should start seeing him. In Columbus, maybe we should see him with new leadership and for a while here and just see what happens. Um, I, uh, I mean, it's good to keep, keep trying to build up organizational depth. Just when there's so many big questions in the top club. It's good to know who this guy is. We'll be keeping an eye on him. Um, Corey Pronman uh, from The Athletic, their guru, he ranked Dune, uh, Dunn as the 16th best among the best Euro and college free agents available to teams this spring. So that's something. It's good to build up that depth. Uh, maybe the player turns into something more. That'd be great. This team could always use more centers. I mean, more bottom six centers, maybe not. Maybe that's where he's going to slot in, but we'll see what happens. Uh, other stories to hit this week. Uh, Bettman spoke this week uh, after the news about the ESPN deal, which was made official, which I'm super happy about. Um, if you haven't had a chance to go on Twitter, look at Stephen A. Smith's uh, thing, the top five things he knows about hockey. It's very funny. It's the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, please, ESPN, do this kind of stuff. Because it it if I what I would do if I'm the NHL, I go to ESPN and I say, hey, here, here let's do this. So Stephen A. Smith is this funny carnival barker. I mean, it's a character. If you watch Stephen A. Smith and think, I got to take this guy seriously, don't. Stephen A. Smith has fun. What I would do, if I was ESPN and I wanted to have some fun with this, I would get someone who plays well on TV, like Emily Kaplan, who covers the NHL form, but has has some real good TV talent. She's just, I think she does, she does the... Uh, the Around the Horn show. She's on that quite a bit. Uh, she plays well with others like that. Uh, and I would have, I would try and do like a weekly segment where she goes on first take 
and or or she goes on Stephen A. Smith's show or whatever and explains an aspect of hockey to him. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a good way to teach people about hockey, and you get the entertainment of Stephen A. Smith being the goofball that he is. Be a good time. Do 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 a bit like that, ESPN. But anyway, so Bettman was talking about it. Um, he essentially said it looks like you know he. he the, he's talking about the sal- the flat salary cap remaining for the immediate future. That's something we knew was going to happen. Um, mostly because we just know that that's how things... The league lost a bunch of money last year. The league's losing money this year, but they're still paying players. Even with the cap on escrow that's in place, they're essentially paying players as if things are going, for the most part, fine. Uh, so that's creating quite an escrow quite a hole for the players as far as what's owed to them. And so that's where for the first few years of the CSPN deal and whatever the new TV deals are and the Seattle stuff and all that, the salary caps is not going to be growing. Because uh, for a while, that money's going to go back to get the play, the owners and players back to 50-50 there. Uh, interesting story. Uh, this report, uh, Chris Johnson, I believe he broke this on Hockey Night in Canada last night. Um. Some Canadian teams want to talk about trying to keep the Canadian division. Now, when Bettman was asked about it this week, what Bettman said was, we did what we had to do this year. We had no choice if we were going to play. I do believe that we may focus on more divisional play going forward, although I'm not sure if this much divisional play would hold interest for an 82-game schedule, but it's worked well for this year. Obviously, I don't envision it continuing. I think our traditional alignment makes more sense as more wildly, widely accepted. So, So what I would say here is that um, it's interesting that some of these Canadian teams want to want to keep this. Now, here's the thing. I, I personally am definitely in bo- on board with the fact that I'm getting tired of seeing the same teams every game, the same si- seven other teams. But remember, once we go back to next season, if we keep a Canada division, those teams... It, it's not if we so let's say next season, just throwing it out there that, that this central division remains. What the Blue Jacks playing this year will be played in next year. It won't be the same format where we only play these teams. We will go back to a schedule matrix the same way it was before, where you play your in division teams four or five times over an 82 game schedule, and then you will play every, you will have at least a home and away with everyone else, and then you'll have other teams with the other conference, you know, something like that. Now, it could get tricky in that if you do that, I mean, do you have conferences then? I mean, do you match the West with the Canadian or the Atlantic with the Canadian or the Central with the Canadian or the Central and the West? Or how do you match that up for for the playoffs and, and all that? I mean, there's there's questions that would have to be answered there. I'm not totally against it. I get that some teams, I know that apparently Detroit was all upset about having to go back into a central time zone division. But I think Detroit and Chicago being back in the same division would be kind of fun. Um, Because it's all central and we don't have any, when it's not like Colorado's in there, we're not having to go mountain time for division games. It doesn't bother me too much. 
it would be an annoyance to lose those rivalries. You've kind of started building with teams like the Penguins and the Capitals. But I think there's rivalries that can be developed with these other teams. I mean, you know, the Tampa one still building, even though it looks like we're definitely teams heading in two different directions at this point. But there's there's things there. Um, I'm interested. I am in the camp of. I, I think I'd like to see it in another year. I think I'd like to see it in a year where you're playing a full 82 game schedule and you're traveling to other places. Uh, Cause I know that some people in Canada have talked about how it's kind of getting boring to playing only the same teams, but in a regular 82 game season, that wouldn't be happening. You would still be playing these others. So just a thought there um, again, this week for the blue jackets, just uh, we don't play again until Thursday, which will be a weird one uh, because originally today's game, the Sunday game was supposed to be on Monday but it got moved because all the stuff going on with Dallas and them having to reschedule so many games. Um, so the Blue Jacks don't play until Thursday. So the next time we talk, there won't actually have been another game. Uh, they're going to play Carolina. Then Saturday, they play Carolina. Both those games are at seven. Uh, and then next Monday, Carolina. Next Thursday, Carolina. This is going to be rough, folks. Um Oh boy, maybe I'll need to increase to hard whisker, hard whiskey, and hard liquor of the week to to help us get through the rest of this season here. So we'll see what happens. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, like, subscribe to if you watch it on YouTube or Facebook, and share if you listen to the podcast itself. Like it on whatever platform you have there. Share it with folks. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. And go jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief. And thank you for listening.